Rogers Business App Market brings together the right apps for your business and wraps it all up with Rogers world-class support. Microsoft Office 365 makes it easy. Whether you need to securely store and backup files, access or share documents in the cloud, collaborate with your team or manage your business from anywhere and on any device. Plus, with support from Rogers, you'll get everything up and running quickly. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash business apps. Scotiabank understands that business is personal and your business has unique needs. That's why we offer flexible solutions for your business banking. Create your own business banking package that works for you by opening an account online in minutes with ease and start saving today. Visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business to get started. Here to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business, it's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, after many techie, techie, techie delays, I'm just thrilled to have Sierra Birchall on our show today. She was born in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I love Saskatchewan. Sierra is a multi-pageant winner as she was crowned Miss Universe Canada 2016 in Toronto and Miss Super Nationals 2015 as she represented Canada in Poland. Now, this is really special. When she isn't gracing pageant runway, Sierra's entrepreneurial side shines through as she works to grow her company, Watered Down Apparel. She's got a keen interest in social and environmental sustainability, and profits from her clothing company provide people in developing countries with 30 days of clean water for every item sold. Sierra also assisted in expanding education in Kenya with the organization Free the Children. Currently, Sierra is studying law at the University of Saskatchewan, and with an ingrained 
passion for Indigenous culture, Sierra has been recognized by the Native Women's Association of Canada, where she won the 2014 Helen Bassett Student Award for her work. In today's show, we're going to be discussing with Sierra on how she is working to exemplify the power of self-love and how she's thriving in entrepreneurship, law, and global pageants. You know, very, very, very accomplished woman and, of course, not busy at all. (laughs) Sierra, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you you here. And congratulations. Yeah, I mean, what a great journey you've been on. Congratulations on all that stuff. It's so, so cool. Thank Um, you. It's been interesting. Yeah, you know what? That's that's, uh, that's 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 interesting. You say that because I uh, I I always when people ask me how am I doing, I say I'm on an interesting journey, and so there you I think go. That, that, that's a great way to do it. So, Sierra, uh, our our guests are kind of um, well, they're they're primed to want to know what do you want them to take away from today's discussion because this is we're entrepreneurs as it is, and you got to grab their attention right now to hang out with sure. us for the next thirty <laughs> or thirty five minutes. So, what are you hoping our listeners walk away from today's discussion? I would say just generally to always chase your dreams and chase after those things you've always wanted to do, whether it's starting a business, going on some kind of trip, because at the end of the day, at the end of our lives, we don't want to look back saying, what if, what if I would have done that? What if I would have went there? And it's better to go after something and learn from the experience rather than never having done it at all. And how do you how do you help people do that? I mean, do you do that through your actions? Uh, do people say to you? Uh, because I'm a firm believer in that too. I mean, I, I just yeah. I can't imagine getting to the end of your life and saying I wish I had of. And mm-hmm. uh, so, in your world, uh, you do that through your actions. And just in speaking to you with your guest intro, it's so epic, and you know that in itself is very motivating. But when you're talking to, let's just say, uh, you know, kids in high school, what are some mm-hmm. of the things? you say to them as a way to help them one identify that passion but two make sure they 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 consistently try to live that Mm -hmm. I would say one of the biggest things especially for young people and I think people in general is kind of that fear factor fear of the unknown not sure what will happen if they go down that unknown path and I remember one of my teachers said to me if you never ask the question, the answer is always going to be no. And that's a pretty common quote that we always hear, but we don't often think about it. And it's what's, you know, if you ask the question or or if you do that and it doesn't go as planned, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to learn from it. It's going to be an experience and you're going to move on. So trying to get rid of that fear factor and just going for it. Cause you, sometimes you have something to lose, but oftentimes you have far more to gain. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, that, that word no is so interesting because I, I kind of twist it a bit myself and I say, <laughs> if you, if they say no, well, you're no further behind for if exactly. they say no. So it's the same sort exactly. of uh, results from it. It's just don't sit on your hands um, and uh, and uh, move out because if you've already got the no anyway, then you're going to be further ahead just by asking. So that's very, very cool. Um, you know, it takes amazing bravery and confidence to compete on global runway let alone ones that are in your own backyard. You know, can you tell us your story? Cause it's so, so, so cool. And, and start, sure. to, you know, how did you get involved with pageants and what's, mm-hmm. what's the passion behind your involvement with them that uh, you say, Oh, this is so awesome. I want to take it to the next level. 
Well, I have a really interesting journey to get into the pageant world. So okay. in, two, in 2009, my family and I lost our home to a house fire and right. the Red Cross helped us out quite a bit. And so I wanted to find a way to start volunteering, give back to the Red Cross and families like ours. So I started volunteering. I kind of took it to the next level, started speaking to young people about disaster preparedness, disaster relief. And then I heard about this Miss Teen Saskatchewan. And I heard that if I were to win a title, I would have a platform. And so this right. platform was something that I could potentially make a difference with the Red Cross on a greater scale. So I, I had no idea. You, Sarah, sorry, how old were you when you, when you, because a teen, you're 13 to yeah. 18. So how old were yeah, you exactly. when uh, yeah. I was 16? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm 24 now, 16 then. Right. So it's been, right. yeah, it's been a journey. And yes. I decided just to go for it. It was a couple of weeks after the house fire. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but <laughs> I just, I let go of that fear and I just went into it. I ended up winning Miss Teen Saskatchewan, went on to win Miss Teen Canada World, was second runner up at Miss Teen World, which was all fine and great, but the best things were the experiences. So mm. as you mentioned, I, I had the opportunity to travel to Kenya, Africa, build a school mm. to see the children, work on their clean water projects, on their health projects. And then eventually things kind of snowballed. I had some awesome uh, experiences. And then I got to see not only do we lack access to clean water in developing countries, but also right here in communities in Canada. So that's kind of mm. where that entrepreneurship bone started too, was how can I use business to potentially impact lives locally, nationally, and around the world? It's, it's, you know, when I talk to a lot of our, uh, our, um, our podcast guests, it's, it's, it's always a trigger moment in their life that of course mm -hmm. they never plan for that ultimately exactly. takes them down a path of great journey, great discovery, great accomplishments. And, you know, uh, out of, out of great disaster, out of great travesty yeah. and so on, it, uh, you've, you've created something that is, has been a magical ride since then. I'm curious in, when you talk about water um, and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the water down uh, apparel program and so on, but in your journeys through Kenya and through the you know, Miss Team World and so on, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, social focuses you could have taken with I know. how you contribute. Why? I mean, okay, this is a stupid question. Why water? Well, we need it to sustain <laughs> ourselves, but, but what was it about that given all the other things that you would have seen and experienced that really mm -hmm. connected with you? Well, like you said, there are so many different things that one can help with. And I think the reason that water stuck so much with me, which sounds kind of strange, but it's because it's such <laughs> a simple, it's so simple. And it's something that for the most part in Canada, we take for granted so easily. We turn on the tap, we wash our hands, we brush our teeth, we get our drinking water mostly from the tap, and we just don't even think about it. And there's people around the world and even in Canada who just simply don't have that access. And it's the most simple thing in our lives, if you will, is that glass of water. And so to me, it was just something very simple that I wanted to draw focus to because we never really question, okay, am I going to get some clean water from my tap when I wash my face today? It just is there. And so kind of the simplicity drew me to it in that for some people, it's a life or death situation to get clean water to survive. And for us, it's a, a simple everyday 
almost mm. right. Mm. That's yeah. so interesting. I uh, I remember I was teaching a junior achievement class to a bunch of school students here in Fredericton, where we uh, do the, the Startup Canada National Podcast production. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about what do kids love about Fredericton? And I said, the mall, you know, I can go to the movies, I can go swimming yeah. or whatever. And there were these two children from South Korea that were there and they said, we love the fresh air. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, we never talk about that stuff. I know. And so I, know. I can appreciate that impact because that little comment in itself has impacted me still today. And that was like five yeah. years ago. Right. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I love that, that, that thing we takes for granted, uh, mm-hmm. made that impact because it's not such available in, in other, uh, in other areas. Um, so you went on that journey, uh, yeah. you, you found a social purpose, um, and you started the water down apparel <laughs> company, which yes. is a social enterprise that gives back to developing nations. Um, you know, uh, what I want to know, we're going to talk about the water down apparel company in a second, but what did you learn from competing in pageants that, that mm-hmm. you use now in running a business? Cause I think that, you know, I'm, I always hate that saying, you know, what, what your, um, what is it? Your business, how do you balance um, your personal and, uh, and, and your business world or whatever it is to me, right. it's life, it's life. Yeah. And so how do you take those life experience through that experience you went through at the pageants mm-hmm. and bring it to your business today? Well, it's funny because there are a lot of ways that pageants are synonymous to life, but also synonymous to business. And I would say probably one of the biggest things is that you learn how to deal with all kinds of people. And so no matter what your position is in a business, whether you are on the marketing side, whether you're at the head of the company and running all kinds of areas, you have to know how to communicate with people, to talk to people, to be able to communicate your point, understand other people's points. And when you're in a pageant and you're with 85 girls from 85 different countries, you have to Mm. learn to be able to communicate without knowing language. You have to be able Mm. to get, know how to, you know, communicate something about, um, certain, a certain activity you're doing, you're you're doing charity work and you're trying to organize a a tag team with a bunch of children. And there's all kinds of communication things that you have to learn. And of course that is the same as life and the same as business. And Mm -hmm. I would say also just learning how to be able to operate on very little sleep and have that high stress and be under, <laughs> be, be under pressure, but know how to keep calm and be able to show others still who you are without letting the stress and um, tiredness get to you and overshadow your either overall goals or just your personality in general. Cause I don't know about you, but I like to sleep. And if I don't get enough sleep or if I don't have fuel, sometimes my true personality is not showing. So you have to learn uh, right. to be able to kind of let that, shine through despite stress and everything. Yeah. I think that's so yeah. cool. I, I love that point about, about sleep. You know, um, I'm a, and our audience knows I'm a big football fan. One of my type, favorite football players is Tom Brady. And oh, geez. It, 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 yeah, is that good or bad? No, I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's, he's really wonderful. Anyway, I study a lot of him and I study a lot of the Patriots, but one of the things he does, my friend is he goes to bed at 10 o'clock every night because he recognizes that sleep is important for him to be able to perform at a level that he's expected to perform. And this guy's the best quarterback in the entire world. You can imagine exactly. how busy his schedule is, but to make sure that, that, uh, that sleep is there. And so, yeah, we can get pulled in these 20 different directions. Right. But ultimately we got to understand is the body will soon take over and, uh, you got to look after yourself for sure. Um, oh, exactly. 
um, when you uh, when you're talking to all these all these uh, uh, other contestants, um, did you find yourself listening more than speaking? And has that uh, helped you in working with uh, other people in your business today? I would say it's a mix of both because okay. you're listening, but you also want to share your story too. So right. I have certainly learned a lot um, about different countries and also just how fortunate we are in Canada to have the opportunities that we do and the access to education on every level that we do and the freedoms that we have to, you know, if you have a vehicle, get in your vehicle and drive where you want, when you want. There's just so many Mm -hmm. simple things that we, we have that some people don't. And so for sure, the things I've listened to and learned from some of these women around the world has been, I mean, life-changing in a way as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Mm. Um, Well, I got to ask this question now because I don't want to forget it. And I hope you don't mind because we're talking about world stage with pageantry (laughs) and success there. Watered Down Apparel, uh, Mm -hmm. which is doing amazing work with developing nations. Um, And we're, you know, I know you've participated in the Big Sur International Marathon, the Vancouver Half Mm -hmm. Marathon, et cetera, et cetera. Why (laughs) law? (laughs) Okay, well, that is an interesting question, because for me, I wouldn't have even known the answer. I actually went into my undergraduate uh, in the sciences, so I did two years of science, and then I did one year of commerce. And the reason I started into commerce is because you mentioned junior achievement, and I am a JA alumni, so I I was president of a junior achievement company in high school, and we were a company in Saskatchewan, and then we were a company in Canada, and I loved that business sense, I guess, um, running something, building something up and watching it grow. And so the sciences weren't for me. And then I went into commerce, but it still didn't quite feel like where I was meant to be, I guess. And then Uh I thought, oh, maybe law, because then I can still be in the business world of law because you can't run a business. You can't run a lot Uh of things without some law. And Uh so I applied and went for it and I couldn't be in a better place. And so the nice thing, yeah, the nice thing about me in law school is that I can really kind of go any different avenue. I can be in the business world. I can be in politics or whatever. And law is kind of there. And so for me, it's Mm. been something that's going to have flexibility for the future. So I can go different avenues and there are options and it's been Very interesting to say the least. Yeah, I'm sure it has. You know, we 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 look at a lot of engineers as an example, getting MBA degrees to complement what it is they're doing. So this should Mm -hmm. be no difference. I mean, I should, you know, just in thinking it's a lot. Well, why would I ask such a stupid question? Why not law (laughs) to complement what it is that you're doing? It just, you know, it just seems to me it's such a creative, uh, adventurous, colorful world that you're that you've been experiencing. And then law, Uh, which is so uh, black and white. Oh my gosh! I can understand. I can. I really understand what you're saying to a certain degree because for those who you may know who have been in law school who are in law you yeah. read a lot and a lot of it can be very very dry it's but dry. for some reason it, for some reason they seem to complement each other well because Good. of the crazy chaotic colorfulness of one side you also right. do need kind of the straightforward boring <laughs> yeah. actually not not so straightforward all the time but you kind of need that balance of the 
colorfulness and then the black and white of the law. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I tell you, all I want to do, Sierra, is before we had this continuing the conversation was go, no, come back to us, Sierra. Uh, come back to uh, us. Don't go down in that direction. Funny stuff. We want you for sure. So watered down apparel. So talk a bit about the apparel part, because you, uh, you know, you do very important work with regards to, uh, to contributing to the, you know, the, you the, the, um, the countries with 30 days of clean water for every item you sell, which is fantastic stuff. And we, we talked about the passion behind that and the drive behind mm-hmm. that. But what's the apparel that you're making and how is it differentiated from, you know, all the other apparel companies that are out there? I'm sure it's got to have mm-hmm. some element of differentiation. Well, I think that maybe it's a little bit different, but I think the biggest difference is, is that it's stuff you may normally buy, a t-shirt, a pullover sweater, a tank top for your daily runs, but it actually has an impact on the world. And we're starting to see more and more socially conscious brands out there. And so for me, I just think if you can buy something, if you have an option to buy a regular t-shirt from wherever and a t-shirt that is able to give back maybe locally, maybe Mm -hmm. nationally, internationally, and it just has that small impact and it's the same shirt. Why not go with that one that has something that gives back to the community? And so for me, it's just that little bit of difference. It's maybe not the apparel that's that much different than what's out there, but it has, it gives back in some way or another. And so if you start buying things here or there Uh that you would normally buy, but that give back a little bit, you're, piece by piece, little by little, just kind of making those little changes that could impact lives around the world. Yeah, I love it. And there's more and more of that happening. There's no doubt about that. So how do you deliver 30 days of water? Well, we work with a company called Water is Life and they provide these filter straws. And so what's very interesting about this for me is when I was in Kenya, I saw these mamas and young girls hauling these huge jugs of water on their backs for 5k 10k each way and a lot of times they'd be walking for hours and they would get to this typical watering hole and there would be no water there Mm -hmm. or the water would be dirty water that is not drinkable Mm -hmm. not usable and so these filter straws that we help provide they're able you're able to take a sip of this dirty water or uh, filter it through and it becomes usable water so it it goes through 10 Hmm. 10 membrane filters that clean out all the contaminants and you then are able to drink this water, which of course is not a hundred percent clean, but it's 98% better than it was had you just mm. consumed it from the water source. And so we provide these filter straws that uh, last up to a year. So the cost of one, we're able to um, separate that throw. If you buy a piece of apparel, 30 days is what's provided uh, through that filter straw. Yeah, exactly. Neat. Neat, yeah. neat. How, yeah. how did you come how did you come in contact with the filter straw opportunity you know what i think it this is where the power of social media i think one of my friends shared one of their videos and mm-hmm. i started looking into the company i started looking into what they were doing and became really interested in it and then it just kind of was all those meant to be things that lined up and mm. here we are yeah yeah you're so you're a believer listening to the universe Ah, absolutely. No, without cool. a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Absolutely. Very cool. So let's kind of let's kind of dive into and thank you for that story because one of the things I wanted to talk about was the uh, you know specific story that you've uh, about people that you've helped and mm-hmm. uh, so that's the story actually that you talked about 
where you where you you expressed the pain point of a business uh, that you were trying to address. Can you talk about any of a success story, a note that you would have got from a mom or a family that was impacted that you can share with us uh, for the great work you're you're doing? Sure. Well, just in general, I think seeing when people have access to something that they don't normally have just Mm -hmm. the freedom that is expressed on one's face is something you almost can't put Mm. into words. And Mm. I guess a side note of that is even though we may be providing something or through other companies, people are providing healthcare, providing clean water or um, helping provide education or give things. What I learned the most when I was in Kenya is that as much as we think that we can give or teach others in some of these places that we see as less fortunate, a lot of times we can learn so much more from people than we can give to them. And Mm. what I say and mean by that is some of the people that I met there, they were the happiest, kindest, most welcoming people I have ever encountered. And they lived in mud huts. They didn't have access to clean water. They were sharing their tea in in this mud hut that they were so proud to build. And all the kids run around with bare feet and they're cutting their feet, but they're so happy to be running around outside. And you can just see the joy and freedom on their faces. And so even though you know, I feel like we're giving something to them. We can learn so much more. Wow. Wow. That, no, that's seriously, that's a, that's a, a very important point. I think for mm-hmm. the people that are listening today is mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a, there's a, there used to be a, 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 a I'll call him a comedian a long time ago named Will Rogers. And he used to talk about, you want to, you want to really experience somebody stand behind them and see the view for their life. And sometimes we, uh, mm-hmm. we forget to do that. I think as, as, uh, as business people to really experience the joy of life with people are experiencing beyond simply just the fact that they happen to buy something from us. There's a, there's a bigger journey of life. They're very cool. Um, you're uh, we talked about the running. Uh, I'm a, (laughs) I was a big runner. I've done three marathons myself. And so I I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I understand the, you know, the commitment to when putting into training it and then the perseverance through making it, uh, ultimately, uh, happen when you, when you go across that finish line, no matter what, what place you're in when it happens, what, what does running do for you? Why, why, uh, why those, I mean, there's a big serve Vancouver, Saskatchewan. What, what does running do give to you? Well, for me, running is my outlet. And so it's my chance to get out and literally be free to run around. And I often come up with my best ideas on the run because there's nothing mm. else to focus on besides one foot after the other. And so I just enjoy being out there outside whether it's plus 20 or minus 40 and just having that sense of freedom and feeling strong and feeling accomplished by doing something with my physical body but also coming up with you know some great ideas or just simply getting that sense of calm so right. for me running is just that that outlet that i think we all need in one sense or another um to be able to feel our body physically and know the powers that our body has but also give our mind that sense of break from the everyday work and everyday study that we often go through. Do you practice that, uh, Sierra, whether or not you're working um, with the water down apparel, being a law student, or or when you were participating in pageants, that that, that running was a consistent thread of activity amongst all those, uh, all those very important parts of your life? Yeah, absolutely. It certainly was. And sometimes, I mean, such as 
life goes, my distances will change. So maybe mm. in this last couple months, I mean, my schedule has been pretty hectic, like we all have. And so my 15K runs have turned into 5K runs. But sure. at least I, for me, I'm like, at least I'm getting out there and I, I'm giving my body or my mind that sense of break. And so that's kind of an acceptance thing too, is knowing that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Maybe you aren't running, maybe not training for a marathon, but you're getting out there and biking or you're going for that 5K walk or something. At least you're kind of getting out there for that sense of break. It doesn't have to be full-on training for a marathon or it, it, it's just giving your sense that break. Yeah. And I think there's the overall relevancy to it is that you're looking after your health as, as part of it is, is, is a heart exactly. healthy reference point that you go through. I, uh, one of my mentors is Richard Branson and I uh, love, love following that guy and his activities and so on. He was asked once, what's the best thing you can do for your business? And uh, without hesi- any hesitation, he said, look after your health. And right. uh, it's such a not normal answer. It's always cash yeah. flow, team flow, exactly. you know, uh, customer yeah. service. That's and it, and, yeah. and and it's and it's brilliant. And and one little thing that I do every day, it's just a small thing, but I think it's a relevance to an attitude more than anything. Is uh, I before I get going on my day, I do I do three sets of twenty push-ups. That's what I oh, do. It takes me awesome. less than yeah. It's, it's just it's, and it, now it's become I got to do it. And it, and what happens, of course, is as you get as you do it more and more, you get it gets easier. So I'm thinking, oh God, now I got to push to three sets of thirty push-ups. There you <laughs> that's go. Good, that's yeah. awesome. Good for yeah. you. No, that's, yeah, thanks. That's good. It's, something that just becomes it, part of routine. Yeah, and that's right. And it's routine like going to work, like uh, working yeah. on your business and so on. It's important. Um, what are your, uh, you know, you talk about running and, and so on. Um, and I was talking about health and so on. You know, one of, one of my big passions is talking about mental health uh, challenges that, that all entrepreneurs face. I don't care if uh, uh, at what level, but there is a certain element of it, whether it's even stress to deep, deep depression. Um, what advice do you have for listeners who are facing mental health challenges? I would say this is a difficult one because everyone is so different, but mm-hmm. the number one thing is probably just finding somebody to talk to, whether right. that's a friend, a family member. And if you don't maybe have that or don't feel comfortable with that, seeking out to someone, probably a professional, whether that's through your school or business or work or just the local health authority and finding someone who you can discuss what you're feeling because I don't know about you, but a lot of times when you can express how you're feeling, sometimes you don't even need a response, but you can almost Mm. talk things out yourself, but having that listening ear and knowing that someone is hearing you and trying to understand you, I think that can certainly help a lot, but of course everyone's different, but I think that's one of the biggest things is a lot of times we hold stuff in, we let it brew, it worsens and becomes something that it's not. And so to try to get that out while it's there and express it, try to deal with it and have it help you move along on your journey. That's probably, I mean, obviously it's a lot easier said than done, but that's a big thing that a lot of us don't do. I think we, we internalize a lot of things and if we can get them out, that's a huge help. And would you agree that uh, there's actually more people willing to listen than what we think are willing to listen? I would say so. Absolutely. I think that Mm. we probably have that perception that, oh, they don't want to hear me talk or maybe Mm -hmm. this person. Yeah. But I think that people are always more willing to listen than we like to, we like to believe. 
So, so mental health challenges, uh, we both agree, are, are, are one part of life, let alone running business. But uh, let's talk about mm-hmm. you as an entrepreneur, you as a very accomplished woman. Uh, and uh, and I say that uh, with great sincerity. It's very uh, cool. And, I, I, and yet, you know, you've, had, you've also had um, some great adversity in your life, too. And I think that's what makes it, uh, um, you know, what makes us stronger as we move forward. It's not necessarily the Absolutely. successes. It's the adversity. So beyond Always. the fire, beyond the fire, Sierra, what was one of the hardest challenges that you had to face on on your journey uh, as a as an entrepreneur, or even life, and and how you dealt with that that you think would be relevant to this audience, being entrepreneurs from coast to coast? Hmm. Well, I would have to say. This is almost a difficult question in a way, but um, it's not, <laughs> so it's, it's not, not a direct, test, by the way, <laughs> it's, it's easy, but difficult at the same time. Um, it, it's not directly related maybe to entrepreneurship, but it is. And so if anyone has heard about me in the pageant world, they know that. And I think this came up maybe earlier a little bit that when I was at Miss Universe, I was body shamed by the media. And for me, this turned into something that was more about what the world sees versus what's really there and who I really am. And so I think Mm -hmm. we all face this in different ways. Someone may see us as the owner of this company or a teacher Mm -hmm. or a business person, but they don't see maybe the family side or your family knows you as this and everyone else sees you as this. And so Mm -hmm. at Miss Universe, people were calling me fat, overweight, told I was promoting obesity and I had just run my first marathon. And so (laughs) so there was just this really weird complex of what is really going on and what millions of people were saying. And so for me, this was a challenge because I thought, how do I, do I share my opinion? Do I ignore what people are saying? And I think we all face this in different ways. Do I address that tough customer? Do I let it go? How do I right. deal with this? And so it turned into something very interesting. It was a learning experience to say the least. And at the end of the day, I expressed my opinion. I was, I Good. did not put anyone down, but I shared yeah. what, you know, what was really going on, what was really on my mind and it ended up working out for the best. And so yeah. honesty is the best policy is what the moral of the story came from that for me. It's just sharing what I was thinking rather than ignoring everything that was going on. And it, it turned into something that was a powerful message for women to say, stand up for yourself. Don't let people try to tell you who you are. And, I would say that that was one of the biggest challenges is just deciding what to say, how to say it and how to address it, I guess. And did you, when you were in that situation, did it just come out Mm -hmm. of the blue, like smack you across the head and you say, where did this come from? Yeah, I kind of did. That's what I mean. Is that what you went through? Did you just say, where did this come from? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, I ran my first marathon literally two days before I ran for the title <laughs> oh of Miss Universe Canada. <laughs> and so I knew that I was physically fit and all that kind of stuff. But yet people mm. were calling me, asking if I was pregnant and all this crazy stuff. And I think a lot of it just has to do with media and expectations for women yeah, and all these interesting yeah. things. But, but it was kind of a slap across the face in what's really going on here. Because when I look at that picture, when I look at that video, or when I look at that person in the mirror... I don't see that. So where is this coming from? And so it it, kind of was that slap in the face, but then, okay, well, this is obviously an issue. And if I'm facing it, 
there are certainly many others who have been called the same thing or mm. who have been, you know, cyber bullied or whatever. But one of my greatest annoyances was uh, there are so many young women who follow me on social media who follow to see what I'm doing. And so if they see these comments in my mm-hmm. feed, what are they going to think about themselves? Because mm-hmm. here's this woman who's, you know, maybe fit by some standards, maybe not by others, but being, you know, cyber bullied in all these different ways. So what are people going to feel about themselves regardless about themselves. of how they look? And yeah, yes. so it was just certainly a very interesting experience and definitely came out of nowhere, but it turned into something that was uplifting, I think. And it, I was able to yeah. kind of turn it around, I guess, and it, it all worked out for the best, but I could have internalized it, not said anything and who knows what would have come of it. So it worked wow. out for the best, but yeah. Well, again, yeah, out of adversity, right, comes some, comes yeah. I think, great, greater journeys. And I can assure you, my friend, mm-hmm. that there is at least one person listening to this podcast today nodding their head and saying, I'm glad I listened <laughs> to that story. So oh, uh, yeah, keep telling that story because it's a, it's an important one to tell. And, and uh, I know, I know you do it. I mean, who am I to, to say to uh, someone who's, uh, who's as vocal as you are to keep saying it, but I encourage you to keep saying it because it's important yeah, no, stuff. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. to hear because yeah. sometimes you don't know maybe who is really yeah. taking to heart what you have to say, but to know that it's maybe impacting yeah. some people, that's always encouraging. Yeah. So, you know, there was a, a story of my life where uh, I had I had been in front of a classroom and I had said something, and about six years afterwards, somebody from that classroom came up to me and said, "You know, when you said this to me, it impacted my life." And uh, and so when you hear that stuff, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep telling the story. Because exactly. this, this person had a big smile on their face, and so on. Sarah, yeah, do you exactly. have a um, uh, on that in that whole uh, journey? Uh, and I do believe there's more than one person that has going through that uh, that that process of trying to figure out where's this coming from. Um, you know, I, I had a recently had a business adversity and somebody came out and said, Oh, that's because he's bipolar. Well, I suffer oh. from depression, but he just kind of went and took it to a new level. I've never been diagnosed right. as bipolar. And, and so beyond just simply, you know, where are these attacks coming from? Just how do you deal with them? Do you have a book or a podcast or a reference point that you'd say, this is a great, this is, this book has really resonated with me to give me strength going forward with my life and, and, and uh, embracing and celebrating who I am. Well, I have two kind of all-time favorite books, and they're both similar in a way. And one okay. is called The Glass Castle. And the girl who tells the story, um, it's by Jeanette Walls, and her family grew up in a very interesting manner. They were often um, growing up in kind of shacks and it's, it's a memoir, so it's a true story, but yet she used all of these experiences. She never used the woe is me, but rather, I don't want this life for myself, so how am I going to live a different life as I grow right. into, my, into adulthood? And then, I'm sure you've heard of this, um, A House in the Sky by Amanda mm. Lento. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, she's from Alberta, and she was taken hostage in I think by an Islam fundamentalist group, and was gone. She went through quite a journey, and she eventually found her way back to Canada. But she mm-hmm. used that whole experience to move forward and be able to see the most simple things, the peach or the apple on the counter, and know that that's a source of 
good vitamins for the body and to not take all the most simple <laughs> things in life for granted and use her experience right. to help impact others and everything. So a House in the Sky and the Glass Castle for me are both two books that kind of show that even as you've mentioned, those adversities in life and the toughest times in life are what can help us live a more fulfilling life going forward. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think they're ultimately the most impactful when you get it right down. If we could just, if we could just have those at the beginning of life, that would be great. And imagine how great things would be going it's so forward. True. It is so true. <laughs> Sierra, how do people get a hold of, first of all, watered down apparel if they want to buy some of your amazing products? Yeah, well, thank you. Waterdownapparel.com is our website and our source for where you can buy everything. So it's spelt exactly like the words, waterdownapparel.com. And how do they get a hold of you? Uh, my email, I guess, Virtual at gmail.com is my easiest. It's my business email. So sometimes it's my booking manager who may answer, but I always get to it when I can. And my right. website, sierravirtual.com. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, she spells it a little bit differently than how you yes. might pronounce it. It says, you want to tell us how to spell your last name? Sure. My first name is Sierra, like the truck, but minus an R. So right. S-I-E-R-A and last name virtual, B-E-A-R-C-H-E-L-L. Perfect. You want to say that again? Because I know people are saying, oh, I thought I had it right the first time. Sure, <laughs> Do sure. it one more time for us. Sure. It's Sierra, S-I-E-R-A, last name, virtual, B-E-A-R-C-H-E-L-L. So my website's the, the easiest, sierravirtual.com. And the reason why, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted you to do, uh, to make sure that you wrote that down uh, properly is because you want to uh, you want to hang out with this woman because uh, it's <laughs> one you want to be your friend, but two you want to uh, you want to make sure you're watching what she's doing. Sierra, this has been a wonderful conversation. I am so glad we figured out technical problems. It's been uh, it's been a great uh, honor of mine to have this conversation. Keep doing your magic and don't. Don't get caught into the, the the darkness of law fully, by the way. You said you wouldn't, but they're going to try to bring you in there because you are so awesome. But thank you so much, my friend, for a great conversation. It's thank been a real you. joy. Well, thank you for having me, and I will certainly try to stay away from the dark side. Okay, good stuff. Have a <laughs> good day. Again. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. This is Bruce Croxon, Managing Partner of Round 13, in conversation with Startup Canada podcast, Rivers Corbett. Mm -hmm. Heaven forbid when you get a customer or <laughs> 10 that actually uh, likes and endorses with their money what it is that you're offering. Hallelujah, right? Yeah, so many people don't get to that stage. Yeah. And then, you know, when you when you hit your first million in sales and 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 the the 100 customers that were responsible for that didn't leak out the bottom of the funnel, right? And and uh, never to return. That's a cause for celebration. So I just, I think we have to recognize when we do something right, 
I think we have to reward our people accordingly.、Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of. You know,、uh, hiring people for as less, the least amount of money as you can, and driving them into the ground. I think、mm. success should be shared.、Mm-hmm. And over time, I think if you recognize enough victories and celebrate them,、mm-hmm. um, confidence will follow. 